morning. November, uh, December 2nd, uh, 6.20, I think. About 37 degrees out here. It's kind of funny, after all those days of 32s and 23s, 37 feels like, wow, it's summer. I don't even know why I brought a hat. So that's kind of cool. At the same time, it seems a lot darker than normal for this time. Then again, I suppose for the last four days I've been getting up late. I slept all the way into 8 o'clock one time. <sighs> Got Miss Ripley with me today. And uh, she seems to be having a good time. Let's see if I can get a picture of her. We had a walk near a light to see her. Yeah, kinda. Hard to see a black and tan in the middle of the dark. Anyway. So here we are in the next morning. Gotta go back to work today. It was surprisingly difficult to get up. Normally I don't have so much trouble. I mean, I can get up at five and then I'm good. And I have this really cool scene coming up. Oh, actually, let me, let me defer for a second here and point something out. I was saying I could get my thousand words every day and possibly a little more over the uh, four day weekend. Know what I ended up with? Maybe 1,500 words total. Not even getting 1,000 words a day. So, this goes to show extra time does not a good writer make. At least not in my case. It's not about the extra time. It's about what if you have discipline or not. I believe that I could be just as good a writer with a second job. I mean, a different, you know, the programmer job as I can be without it. Well, right now, I believe that's true because I don't have that discipline. I think when I get to where I become a full-time writer, that's going to change. For one thing, this thing about... Uh, man, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm really tired this morning. Um, this thing about the... Uh, I'm going to write an extra thousand words here or an extra thousand words there... That won't be an issue because there's going to be time that I carve out, maybe not eight hours every day, but if I can get a solid four, I'll be winning. Uh, time where you're just sitting and working on the book. And if I can get 1,000 words every day in one hour, then for four hours of writing, 
I can definitely, definitely be able to get 4,000 words a day. And let's say I stagger that, right? Four hours a day with one hour breaks. I'm gonna take a nap. Or I'm gonna, you know, actually more likely gonna work on the publishing side. Self-promotion, marketing, formatting, that kind of thing. Incidentally, if you're an author and you're looking for ebook formatting, you should take a look at what I've put up on Smashwords and Amazon and say, wow, he was able to put all these different versions of his uh, book together in like a day. I should totally work with him. I should pay him money. Just a thought. I've done that before for other authors and they always thanked me. I mean, they don't seem upset. I've always said I was, I have in the, uh, in certain cases had to go back and fix things for them. Because of stylistic issues. <coughs> and, uh, but so far, they have, uh, I've always said, call me if you need anything. They don't call me back, so, and they pay extra. So I have to assume people are happy with it. Um, I have gotten far from the point. Point was, I got up this morning to do my thousand words, which I did not. I mean, I sat there and I tried for like half an hour, and I got maybe 100, 150 words total. But at 5 a.m. I was just way, way too tired. So I crawled back into bed for about a half hour. I started thinking it might be easier on the schedule if I did the morning walk first. So it could wake me up. And then I did the thousand words of writing. Only downside to that is... Well, first, it's not necessary. Um, once I get back into the discipline of waking up every morning at the right time, going to bed at the right time, all that kind of stuff, body will... That was chilling. Morning. I think she said something like, behind you with a dog, which while I realized was a nice thing to say to warn people that, you know, here comes a jogger with a dog, but it actually didn't scare the hell out of me. <laughs> Because I had no idea there was anyone behind me. Uh, so that's funny. Anyway. Uh, so. If I got up. And immediately did the walk. That would mean. Uh, that the EP. Would already be up. And puttering around. By the time that I got back. To. Uh, do the writing. And much as I love her, the EP does like to command attention. And she has 
a problem with me saying, well, wait, I need to have time to write without distraction. I mean, she's like, oh yeah, okay, that's fine. And then a few minutes later, what do you call a unicorn with no horn? <sighs> so, much as I love her, she has trouble with that. So I gotta pick a time when she hasn't gotten up yet. And of course I go to work about the same time that she goes to school, so we don't have that extra time afterwards, you know? Also, shifting the schedule would mean that I miss that cool part where the day turns from this dark drabness to the bright brilliance of the morning, which I'll grant you seems to be running a little late today. Anyway, um, there was another good reason. I can't think of what it was. Anyway, long and short of it is, I got good reasons. Need to be able to write, and as much as it would wake me up to do the walk first, I don't think it would do me any favors. So, it's a shame though, I have really fun little action chapter coming up. I like those. I was taking my time, spending a whole lot of time in luscious description, created a gentleman's club, not a strip club, an actual like smoking jacket kind of gentlemen standing around in cigars, smoking cigars, wearing cravats, that kind of thing. Standing before a roaring fire talking about the important political issues of the day. So, just describing that is kind of fun. All right, anyway, what else? Yesterday, let's see. Yesterday, I had some very simple goals. Get the writing done and uh, do laundry. I made a good dent into the laundry, but I'm not really done. Oh yeah, and there was that little thing about publishing on Amazon. Invito Rex is now available. As an ebook in either Smashwords or Amazon.com. In the next week or so, hopefully this week, uh, I will finish editing the audiobook and I will submit that to audiobooks.com, which has always been a big marketing draw for my books. And, uh, let's see. Once that's done, I basically just let it simmer. I gotta admit, I, I kind of like 
this method of promotion or non-promotion, I guess, very zen, just basically telling people, books over there, and uh, not really worrying about it. I used to worry for like Kindle Rush kind of things. We got to get a bunch of people together. We got to astroturf this baby and make it look good. I don't know anymore. Didn't even check the sales. Yes, you're right. Charger doesn't have to follow the rules. Anyway, so, uh, let's see, I am, oh, the path of self-promoting, yeah, I am probably going to put stuff on Twitter, put stuff on Facebook, I am going to, uh, I'll do a book bub thing in a few weeks, month, whatever. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Person just ran past me. The lamp on their head. Swear to God, it looked like a Doctor Who villain. Anyway, um, yeah, the, uh, the key thing is though, all right, I put together 100,000 words on this book. I spent nearly a year editing it. I put it out and I don't say a word. Well, I mean, I tell them, but you know what I mean. I'm not blitzing everybody. Hey, come and get my book setting up promotions and contests. And, oh yeah, I gotta do a good read, good read thing eventually. Not doing all of that. And totally sanguine with it because I'm also going to be, uh, I'm also gonna be writing the next book. And to me, that's bigger. I've got 30,000 words. Well, I'm sorry, no, maybe 27, because it's been a slow weekend. I'd hoped to get 30,000 30, words by the end of November. But instead, I did about half a nano. Which doesn't bother me at all. Um, doing half a nano without actually being part of NaNoWriMo kind of cool. Because the whole thing about NaNoWriMo is putting together 50,000 words in one month. If I do it in two months, no bad thing. Actually, I'm going to be a little ticked if I'm not at around 60,000 by the end of December. But that's another story. Anyway, but the key thing is, the key marketing tool, the key promotional tool, is this uh, 
that's writing the next book thing. Um, I, uh, I am losing all my words today. I'm sorry. I'm just really, really tired. I have four books, five-ish, counting the Danny. No. All right, hold on. Tumblr Hidden Institute, Discount Miracles, Invita Rex. Yeah, five count the Danny. Um, these are my books. None of them are part of a series, except Hidden Institute and Invita Rex. And then, once I've got the Cut First King done, once I get a little bit further through these series, and believe me, I don't think I want to be done with this story arc in the Cut First King. There's just way too much stuff. So, uh, once we get all of that, uh, we should be able to, uh, I should be able to sell better as a series than I did as individual books. Individual books don't sell as well. I mean, you look at anybody and what they've sold well has been series. I mean, J.C. Hutchins has basically based his entire writing career on one series. Nathan, despite the uh, amazing Tannaport series, is uh, basically known for one series. Deb Geary. She may have done other stuff, but what I know her for is the witches. That Coven series. So, people that I know who have been successful at this have done series. Now, there are some notable exceptions. For instance, Mr. Scott Ziegler. But I think he stands out as someone who has... Well, for one thing, it's horror. And you don't really expect everybody to survive from one book to the next. I mean, you got infection and pandemic and my brain is leaving me I, I don't know if there are any other books but I know there were the two 
There was a scene from one of Scott Sigler's infection novels where uh, the little girl who becomes friends to the aliens and becomes a little creepy and evil herself is uh, playing with her Barbie dolls. And mother comes up to her and sees what she's doing. She says, I'm making them pretty. And she's stripped all the clothes off the Barbie dolls and drawn little blue triangles all over them. Which was kind of a massive wake-up moment for... uh, I mean, it, it stuck in my head as part of the story. So we went out and we bought some cheap dollar store uh, dolls and then I drew triangles all over them and uh, the EP had to have been like five or six at the time and we put her Tell me that's not the same. It is. It's the same Dodge Charger that decided to push past me. How did I get ahead of you? Jackass. Anyway, um... What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, we uh, put her in this pretty little summer dress. And did up her hair a little bit. So she looked all cute and sunshine and lovely. And then I gave her the uh, the dolls with the triangles all over them. And told her, I just want you to hold the doll up, smiling, and just a little bit evil. Man, she ate that up. She loved that. I seriously think the girl could have a career in acting. I know. Every parent says that, but... Let me tell you. I was beat out by Henry Thomas for a role that was instrumental in him getting into E.T. So, when I say I got a little bit of background in theater... I ain't half kidding. Not that I'm bitter. I wish nothing but the best for Mr. Thomas. Still, coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know? Anyway. um, So yeah, we got a picture of her holding it and looking evil, which we captured, make, uh, which we captioned, making them pretty. Sit, stay, stay. Good girl. Stay. Good puppy. Ripley, stay. Stay. Good puppy. All right, okay. Let's go. (sighs) Got our picture. So, yeah. We got a picture of that. We sent it off to... uh, Sigler. I think we told him that as long as he didn't use her name, 
or something, I forget. We've all been, always been very careful about putting her picture online. And obviously, we're leery of putting her name online, which is why we call her the EP. Anyway, so yeah, we did that for Sigler a long time ago. What else? What happened yesterday? Well, well, yesterday was the uh, was Sunday, so we had the breakfast with the EP and I, and then uh, since Ali wasn't coming, I took her to one of the places that the EP enjoys. So 25 minutes and I'm getting a low battery. I think that's because I was watching music videos before I was watching this, I mean, before I was recording this. I'm sorry about that. I found out yesterday that with Google Glass, I can watch basically all of YouTube on my glasses. It had simply never occurred to me to Google, you know, YouTube song title. So yesterday I was doing laundry while watching the Borderlands intro with uh, Short Change Hero in the background. That was kind of cool. Uh, let's see. So yesterday we uh, went to go eat, which means that our Donut breakfast was actually a uh, Chinese buffet lunch. I'm not complaining though. They make really good shrimp. Um, what else? After that, we came home and I was doing the publishing stuff with Amazon. Got the book already. I totally forgot to get book blurbs. And that's not really the kind of thing where you can go, you know, I'm going to throw the book at Scott Sigler and say, hey, write something nice about this. So what I did instead, things that I've seen for other books that were brand new, even professional ones, is praise for the previous book. So I went with that instead. I expect as... As I can convince the uh, great writers in my back channel to help out, I might be able to edit that and have blurbs from them. Uh, but yeah, I, I got the uh, got the episode written. I got the uh, publishing done. Uh, did not get the episode edited. Four o'clock, we uh, went over to friend's house for dinner. It was funny, they're getting nervous about glass now. They weren't at first, but it's like one of those things that slowly worries you, you know? Like, uh, 
we're setting the table. And I'm asking, so where are the such and such plates? And she goes like, oh, they're in the cupboard above the sink. And so I go to get them. And as I open up the cupboard, she says, don't put my kitchen on your blog. And I was like, why, why would I even do that? I, I played it off saying like, I don't put people's kitchens on my blog. I put their children on there. Which yes, that's a joke. I don't even take pictures of other people's children unless, unless you know their family. So, yeah, and later on during dinner, the husband stopped in the middle of a joke and said, Wait, are you putting that on your blog right now? No. So, so yeah, that's a bit of an interesting cultural dilemma. Because that one's not about the always-on fear. I know people are afraid that the uh, glass is always on and always recording them. and So they feel like they're performing. And that's not true, but how do you convince people, you know? And, uh, then... I don't know, it's just weird to see how they're unnerved by it. (coughs) Not afraid of it, just worried. They know how it's used. They even warn them but they're just a little put off. It's odd. I think that's going to be a bigger cultural problem than the uh, freaking out about privacy. We need to find a way to make it cool. And it's not going to be helped by having schmoes like me walking around wearing them. <sighs> Luckily, though, I haven't been told to uh, take them off anywhere. I mean, I would. I'm not actually interested in fighting that fight. You may have heard about the... Uh, Restaurant made the guy take his glasses off. I mean, I can argue one way or the other, but in the end, my position is it just doesn't matter. Picture the population. Population is zero. At time zero. And let's say that it grows exponentially. 
as I tell you that, among other things, I have a music video player in my view. So, people start buying it. Other people start telling other people about it. They get over this coolness hump. Get past the you look like a cyborg thing. And uh, once they get there, then the point is that population, in my opinion, is not going to shrink. This is a group of people that's not ever going to go away. And so if you set your restaurant against a growing population, you're going to fail. I always think of the, uh, the argument about marriage.